You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Rise and shine, Bengal fans. It is game day for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thursday night football coming at you. It's maybe maybe not so early for some over in the Queen City, but it's a little early on my end of the West Coast. I'm a little jealous because so many people are looking like they're having a great time as of last night and this morning. So many colleagues and uh, co podcasters of mine at Cincy Jungle and everything, and I could just couldn't make it out there this week. I'm a little jealous, but I'm glad everybody's having a good time. We're having a little fun today, too, with some fantasy football, some survival best bets, and other types of advice from our good buddy, the Orange Arrow, who we'll zoom in on him here because he is decked out, ready to go. He's going to go to the game tonight. He'll be around doing some things and add some tailgates. What's What's going on, Derek? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm just I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. It it may be early for you, but you know this party's been getting started since uh, <laughs> six thirty this morning for me. So I've I've got the game day gear on. I'm ready to rock and roll. I I can tell you got the Buckeye stuff going on in the in the background, and you've got the Bengals Bengals gear. Show that shirt off, by the way. I, I think you're oh you're yeah selling, you're selling that bad boy, right? You've we we promoted yep. the tweet a while ago. Now you've got it on. Put the Kens in Canton. Uh, I think people can buy that, right? And then proceeds go to the the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund, which is also what your fantasy football league's proceeds are going towards, correct? Yep, absolutely. If, if you want one of those, you can go to um, T Public and uh, you can search for it there. You can just put in, put the Kens in Canton, and you can find that shirt over there. Um, and like you said, all the, all the proceeds and everything are going towards the – the hunger relief fund and all that stuff. So it's awesome stuff. And we're, we're, you know, it's, it's really cool that you've done this league and put this together, obviously for, for charity purposes. And you've got a lot of people that are involved or fans or both um, involved in covering the team or whatever uh, involved in your league, which is really, really cool. So you have kind of become our our go-to guy for fantasy football advice. You've because you've created leagues, you've been commissioners of these leagues, you've been successful in fantasy football. I cannot say the same. I'm in three leagues, two of which I'm 0 and 3, and another one I'm I'm 2 and 1, but of course that's the one that is I did not put any money towards. So, uh, whether it be for charity or for betting purposes, the the free one is the one I'm doing the best in, but uh, hey, that's okay. That's okay. We're going to get to some, uh, you know, kind of some some players you're targeting this week. I know you've got your own channel as well, so we don't want to give up the the entire farm for you here. Uh, real quick, where can, before we get to the, the picks, the bets, all that good stuff, uh, where can people find your, your stuff on fantasy football if they want to get more in-depth beyond? I mean, we, we've got some good info for them, but if they want to get more in-depth fantasy football information from you where can they find you yeah absolutely so you can go on to um, youtube and you can search for the orange arrow fantasy show or you can just go find me on twitter i, I post everything out on um, on there i'm at the bangle four over there and then um you know stitcher or I, I can't remember if it's stitcher or spotify one of those two and then um i Apple, iTunes, places like that. I have a podcast as well where I just, I basically just download the audio from the shows in case you don't want to sit there and watch. You can listen to me at one and a half times or two times just to 
hear me just blabble on about fantasy and stuff like that. So you can find me over there as well. Well, we've, we're going to get some tidbits from you today. And of course, our listeners, uh, if they are interested in fantasy football and bets and all of that good stuff, they can get more in-depth stuff from you over there. So let's let's get to it. And here's, if you don't mind, Eric, here's kind of where I want to start. Um, I might as well start with the big game. You've got the Ken's shirt on here. The Ring of Honor mm-hmm. is, is uh, going to be unveiled tonight for Cincinnati. And of course, they're honoring the 1981 AFC Championship team. So where better to start than with this game on Thursday night? This one, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, the, the Bengals should take care of business at home and Jacksonville's 0-3 and all of that. But all of a sudden, this game becomes a little trickier than it seems on the surface. And maybe I'm just the cynical Bengals fan who's watched his team for too long. But we still don't know about Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow in primetime, right? I mean, Zach Taylor has the one the one win against the Steelers last year, but that was without Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is mm-hmm. winless in primetime, just one game, though, against the Cleveland Browns last year. And now the Bengals' secondary is pretty banged up. So I, I guess I want to start with Trevor Lawrence and what you think the viability of playing him should fantasy football owners have him on their team because he's putting up multiple touchdowns. He's also on pace to set the rookie record for interceptions, I believe in a season uh, held by the great Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning, but he's going up against a Bengals secondary. They get Trey Wayne's back, but Jesse Bates, their best defensive player is out. It looks like Jadobi Awuzie. He's doubtful. We'll see what happens later today on the injury report. Darius Phillips dealing with a hand injury. So um, I, I don't know. What do you what do you think about the viability of owners playing Trevor Lawrence and what he can do tonight on Thursday night? Yeah, I, and I think it, it he could potentially be a possible uh, fantasy start. But right now he is uh, at quarterback 24 on the week, and this is at fantasypros.com. That's where I get a lot of my, my rankings and, and stuff like that from them. Um, but the one thing about not having Jesse Bates that doesn't scare me as much is right now Trevor Lawrence is only um, averaging 5.7 yards per attempt. So it's not like he's going deep very often. And if he does, it generally ends in incompletions in and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about not having Jesse Bates out there. Hopefully we can get a guy like, um, Henderson to to step up. I don't know if it if if it's been announced if he's been called up or not. But I kind of I, after watching him in the preseason, I liked what I seen from him. But I I would kind of steer clear of Trevor Lawrence, especially on a Thursday night, because if if you're in a one quarterback league, the last thing you want to do is have your quarterback put up a dud on a Thursday night, and then you got to go the rest of the week trying to figure something something out there the yeah it was the, the Jesse Bates thing is kind of weird we we talked about it on last night's show because it you know he played the entire game against the Steelers mm-hmm. he gets this neck injury and I don't know if this is just precautionary to avoid a potential IR situation or what have you obviously short week playing into it um you've got you know T Higgins missing missing this week as well so that's going to hurt the Bengals offense a little bit um, they were able to still put up 24 without him against Pittsburgh last week. But, you know, a lot of different important players seem to be missing in this one. So I thought that was uh, – I thought Lawrence was a good question here. Now, this also seems to be – and we're going to focus on other games too and other players. We're already getting some questions in the live chat. So please leave some fantasy questions for uh, the Orange Arrow, a.k.a. Derek Davis, before we hop out of here. The other one – on the flip side, this seems like a trademark game for Joe Mixon to get things going with mm-hmm. him. Uh, again, short week. You're coming off the emotional win. Um, offensive line still not playing great, but seemingly gelling for the Cincinnati Bengals. These these are the games where Mixon, I mean, he, he shines in big games. He had 90 yards against the Steelers last week. But, I mean, these are the games where you see Man, 150 scrimmage yards potentially, one or two touchdowns, maybe one through the air. I don't know if you still, if if you agree that this would be a, a really good week. I mean, I don't think people have been sitting Mixon anyway because he's one of the top backs in the league right now. But 
I think, I guess the question here would be, are you expecting an explosive game from him again? Short week. Let's try and, uh, I don't, I don't want to say be super conservative on offense, but uh, let's, let's get on Jacksonville early and use Mixon to do so. I don't know. I, that's kind of my mindset going into this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, and I, I put this out on my show. So if you want to go watch that, um, I said that, my hot take for the week is Joe Mixon will be the RB1 on the week this week. Right now, he's in, in all the rankings, he's at uh, RB5 on the week. Jacksonville defense is averaging 3.5 yards per carry against them so far, which isn't that great. It makes, it makes you think that you know they are kind of stout up front. But if you look at who they've played, they haven't really went up against a murderer's row on as far as uh, running backs go. You know, I think they they went up against um, Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams was it, it was week one or week two, and I think I think Gordon had a pretty good week that week, but then they've went up against Houston. They went up against um, oh man, who who else did they go up against? Well, they went out in Arizona was last week, I think. Arizona, yeah. yeah. Who who doesn't really have the? They don't really run the ball all that much. They they more focus on on Kyler's rushing ability and getting the ball down the field. So the stats can kind of um, sway your opinion one way or the other. But I would I would venture to say that they are not as stout as people make them out to be, just because of who they went up against. So. I look for Mixon. That you know, he had what was it, 168, 169 yards last year against him, and yeah. or I, I expect him to, you know, run that back. I, I kind of am seeing a you know not not just running the football with Joe Mixon. I'm kind of seeing a lot of stuff potentially with screen passes, dump offs, uh, that that get that game going. Particularly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Riley Reef had an injury. You know, if he's ready to go this week, um, you know, if, I, I just kind of see that being uh, maybe part of the game plan this week. Just a little bit more of those safer plays and and ones that are high percentage passes, but can net you quite a few yards there. So, uh, I, and they haven't really run many of those screen passes to Mixon or or even a tight end screen or anything like that. That so, that was the first thing I was going to talk about was. Have we, I don't think we have seen a tight end screen yet. No. And no. they've done really, really well. I think they was averaging 10 yards a clip on on their tight end screens last year, which is crazy to think about, especially since C.J. Uzama went out week, what was it, week two? So I expect them to start getting the tight end screen game going and, like you said, the running back, the screen game going in general. And hopefully they start it this week. Let's get to, if you don't mind, we've got a couple of questions from the live chat. And please, again, uh, keep submitting those to us. We'll kind of get to as many as we can and uh, hopefully get you some good advice here before we get. um, We'll we'll answer some of these. We'll we'll go over a couple of my beautiful looking leagues here and and what's (laughs) transpiring there. And then we'll talk about survival pools and some lines and, and get on out of here. But we wanted to get you some fantasy football advice. Talk a little Bengals and, thir- and Thursday night football, of course, because we're all revved up about that game and what's going to transpire in the city of Cincinnati. Let's first go to uh, Connor La- LaRose, I believe it says. Pick one here. Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, uh, Miles Gaskin. Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, Trey Sermon. Um, if, I, if I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names there. Um, yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, at least early in the season, um, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan was was pretty disappointed with Trey Sermon. So I don't think he was getting quite the time, but, you know, obviously a loss last week and all that kind of stuff, things can change. What I don't know. What do you, Henderson is a guy I have in one of my teams, actually the league I'm in with you. Um, so Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's been dealing with an injury. We talked about that before taking the air here. I don't know. What do you, what are you thinking about those names there? Anybody jumping out in particular this week? Yeah. So right off the bat, the first thing I would say to knock three off pretty easily for me, 
Henderson worries me because of the uh, the potential snap share with Sony Michelle and and Sony. He actually looked pretty well last week. And then Christian Kirk. There's just too many targets in that in that offense, and as mm-hmm. far as the wide receivers go, and I just I feel like he's probably the the wide receiver four, wide receiver five, maybe. Well, no, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. I think he kind of uh, balances out with Rondell Moore a little bit. And then um, I can't – I got Emmanuel Sanders. I like Emmanuel Sanders a lot this week. And then Trey Sermon didn't even get the majority of the uh, – Rushing attempts last week. I think he had 10 rushing attempts, and Kyle Juszczyk actually got the majority of the attempts last week and done pretty well, too. So, Trey Sermon scares me, so that leaves me with um, either Damian Harris or who was it? Emmanuel uh, Sanders or Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think you got to go with the talent here. And I know he's older, but and, – and I would like to know if this is a PPR league or not, but Emmanuel Sanders has been getting a lot of the target share. So that would be my, my best guess. And I know he has to deal with um, Stephon Diggs, and he has to deal with Cole Beasley and a couple other guys as far as target share goes, but I expect him to score a lot of points this week. Yeah, Kirk, to me, is the interesting one on there. Like you said, he could be anywhere from wide receiver three or four in that offense. You've got A.J. Green, who had a 100-yard game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've got New Hopkins, and and you mentioned Rondell Moore and all of that. He just Kirk just kind of seems to be one of those guys that, yeah, he'll put up numbers because Arizona's offense and their passing offense will, but it's kind of like he'll have maybe one – one to three games in a season that are really explosive and the rest are just kind of pedestrian. Um, you know, yeah. he just kind of maybe, you know, a very small handful of games in a year where he is the guy in the game plan and the other, you know, many others he's not. Here is one from our buddy Strawberry Ice, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Go check out his great show. He's had us both on as guests and a great guy. Had a, had the opportunity to meet him week one and he's been hobnobbing with some famous Bengals people per his uh, social media <laughs> account as of as yep. of last night. He basically, we talked about it. T Higgins is out. Uh, who should I add? I mean, obviously that's kind of vague because it depends on who's available, but uh, are there just kind of guys you're seeing um, wide receiver, maybe, maybe running back flex type of position guys that are, are largely available on the waiver wire that may be a good play this week. Yeah. So um, one re- really cool thing to look at, if you use the Sleeper app, um, which is what we run our leagues on, you can go under trending, and it will show you kind of players that are trending up, trending down as far as their value. And then it will also show you their uh, roster percentages. So if you're looking for a um, possible streaming option, as far as you can look at some tight ends over here, Dalton Schultz, he had a two-touchdown week last week. He's only rostered in 31% of leagues. Um, Dawson Knox, he's, you know, like I said, goes back to the Buffalo versus Houston game. Um, I could, I could potentially see him scoring a touchdown. I think he scored a touchdown in two of the three games that they played so far. Um, Peyton Barber, I, he's only rostered in 28% of leagues. He had a big week last week. Um, but we don't know as far as the, Josh Jacobs' injury, if he's going to play or not. So, unless you're the Josh Jacobs owner, I'd probably steer, steer clear of him. And then um, a guy like Tim Patrick, that's one that I really, really like because it's right now it's only him and Cortland Sutton as far as the wide receivers go. He's only rostered in 48% of leagues, so there's a good chance he could be out there as well. So, there's just a, a couple guys there for you. Good advice there, and the 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 you know rostered in leagues percentage is obviously a good indicator as to what um, what what could be good plays here. We're seeing a, a, some nice com- uh, comments here. Dwight Clark, great show. 
Ralph Green and Facebook, Hooday. And of course, this one, I Devin K saying, is John nursing a hangover? John Sheeran, my my co-host, he, he was definitely <laughs> hitting it hard with us last night. I don't know if that was the blind pig festivities that I heard and saw quite a bit about. Uh, I don't know. I am jealous, Devin, that I was not there, but I hope you all know I was with you there in spirit, and hopefully you all had a great time there. Whatever you're doing, there's a lot of different things going on. Our buddies Ace and Zim were also out doing a show out in Cincinnati as well. So a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff. I wish I had done uh, I was able to do something like that in week one, just you know, was was not there long enough to set something up. But I'm gonna be back and uh we'll try and do something like that maybe in the future. But it was great meeting a lot of you. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet you, Derek, in person when I was out there, but we'll make it we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen, my man. I'm, I'm going to try and get Absolutely. my way back out there soon. Uh, let's, before I, I embarrass myself by showing my leagues here, <laughs> and then we'll talk a little uh, survival pool and lines and then get on out of here. This show, as are all of the Orange and Black Insider shows, are presented by Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. And the website, simbull.app backslash OBI. I know my guest co-host today, Derek, is one of the original investors in in the Bengals in terms of investing in shares of stock in the Bengals through Symbol. And you might be making some good money if you did that, my friend, because uh, they are now, I think, hovering in the $50 to $65 range per share, where it was about half of that, if not less than that when we first partnered with them. But the Bengals are doing some good things, both all the way from the draft, all the way now into the regular season. But basically, Symbol is where you can buy shares of stock in the Cincinnati Bengals like uh, like their stocks. And whether it's the Bengals, whether it's college football, basketball, you know, the major sports, they've got it covered for you. You can go in there. And if you go in there with a deposit, use the promo code OBI, which is, of course, short for Orange or Black Insider, you can get a free week of Symbol Gold. So go to the website we put in the live chats there. Go submit a deposit, sign up, use that promo code OBI and have have some fun. If you're doing fantasy football, if you're doing survival football, if you're doing any of that kind of stuff, you got to add Symbol to your slate. It's, it's a lot of fun and you can make it either a short-term play or a long-term investment, whatever you want to do there. But go check out Symbol. We're happy to be partnering with them and continuing that through the regular season this year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Derek, uh, man, I'm really hesitant pulling up my leagues here, but I, I, I'll just do a, a brief snapshot of what has been transpiring here. I think this was my results from last week. Yeah, so, you know, I Burrow uh, was, was had the efficient day, but even with three touchdowns, just not explosive enough in this league because of the lack of yards. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb, I thought that was going to be a big play. When you see 41 points put up by Dallas, you're going, "Hey, CD had a big game." Not so much. Uh, Clay, Dude, I'm, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not kidding. When he got stopped down at the one, I was so ticked off. I've got him in, in several <laughs> leagues. I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" That, that's that Julio Jones stuff, you know, where he catches those long bombs and then somehow gets tripped up by his shoelaces at the one yard line. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was not pleased about that either. Claypool had like fourteen point one. Chubb eight point four, but it was the Kareem Hunt show last week. Yeah, for the for the Browns. So that's going to be interesting to monitor how that 
split goes up going forward. Swift putting up a lot of points, particularly against Baltimore. And he seems to be a guy, Dan Campbell this week said he's gonna, we're going to see a lot of him, a lot more of him. Seems to be like questionable every week, which is kind of irritating. And then he gets, you know, he gets promoted up to, you know, probable or, you know, healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I think he's going to be a guy that's going to just put up a lot of points, even though the team isn't winning there. Noah Fant, you know, a guy I was really hot on, did absolutely nothing last week. Uh, I made the play. I made the decision between Marvin Jones and DJ Chark. I mean, it wasn't a huge difference, but Chark was the better play. And then mm-hmm. Bernard breaking my heart, sitting him 15.6. Oh, think him yeah. going, uh, this week, you know, is uh, do you think he's going to be a guy that Brady uses and and, and kind of – I, especially this week against Belichick, kind of giving him a taste of the old medicine there. Like, Hey, remember me and James white and how effective we were, you know, here's, here's what I'm going to do. do. Do you expect more of that? Or was this just kind of a flash in the pan thing for geo? No, I really do think that that's the, the way they want to use him. But the, the only issue I have is he took a lot of hits last week. So I'm not really sure on on the status of his health right now. I can look real quick and see kind of. Yeah, it shows he's questionable. Okay. Or does he show? Does it show out? I think it's questionable. Yeah. Um. Uh, so he's yeah he's got and I you know that's that we'll see what happens there but yeah you're right he yeah. did he did take a little bit of a beating I've hung on to Jerry Judy I don't know if that's a wise move or not um you know he's got the ankle sprain so. I've hung on to him thinking that he's going to mm-hmm. come back, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but uh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I think about dumping him and trying to get him back. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've held on to him for a couple of weeks. I think they said it was a four to six week injury. Now do you, if it helps a lot, if you have an IR spot, um, but if you don't have an IR spot and you need the bench depth, or if you need to pick somebody up off the waiver wire, I would say I would be okay with it because with an ankle injury on a receiver coming back from that, you never know exactly how they're going to come back off of that ankle injury. So I would be okay with it. And then if somebody picks him up, I guess, you know, you gotta live and die with that. But if you, if you needed the roster spot, it would be okay to drop him. Yeah. I didn't really give it a second thought. And then I looked at it again this week and I kind of was like, well, um, maybe I should think about making a, making a move there, especially when I'm winless in that league, which I'm sure I'll catch a lot of hell from my, my buddies on that one, but, uh, oh, well, (laughs) such is life quickly. This is what I've got in our league through the sleeper app. The other one was Yahoo. Uh, so I, I took your advice before we took the air here and I used, Last week I had Henderson as the other kind of ultra flex position that you have where you can use a wide receiver, tight end, running back, or quarterback. I mm-hmm. unwisely did not take your advice last week, but I added in Josh Allen along with Dak Prescott in that spot. But uh, Fournette, so we talked about what Geo is doing in that offense. I do have Fournette there. I have Sanders, uh, Galladay, and I might have to make a move here. Smith-Schuster might be out, right? Um, with the rib injury. I think they're they're monitoring that. And I've got Chark there along with Kelsey, Justin Jefferson. Um I don't know. What are you what are you thinking? Anything to yeah, so, um looking at your team real quick and I, I just went ahead and pulled it up over here as well. Um Leonard Fournette, he's getting I don't know what's going on with Ronald James, but Fournette's the clear winner in that backfield as far as uh the rushing attempts go, but uh, Miles Sanders, I like him a lot. Kenny Galladay, he seems to be the only one standing right now as far as receivers go for the Giants, so I look for him to potentially have a good week. Um, you know, I I hate to say it, but maybe you could potentially start um, Mike Gesicki, Gesicki in your flex or something like that. Um, yeah, bench players Johnson from uh, Houston. I've got Gesicki on the bench as you as you mentioned. Josh Jacobs, um, you know, just a guy that not only is sharing carries, but he's kind of been nicked up. Henderson, as we talked about, nicked up, and then uh, 
Claypool down there as well. Or maybe you could, since you have Josh Jacobs in this league, you could potentially drop David Johnson and then pick up uh, Peyton Barber and then then run that route or do something like that because that way you could start him at your running back position and then if for some reason Jacobs is healthy, you know, you can swap those out really quick too. Okay. I'll, I'll have to think about doing that for sure. Let's see, we've you've got, got, go ahead. got Justin Jefferson really, which I like this week. Really. I like him yeah. a lot. Did you know what's crazy is even though Cleveland has the front seven that they have, they are getting beat deep a lot. And I think yeah. other than last week and, I think going into the game last week, they were saying that Cleveland was ranked 32nd as far as um, passing yards uh, or two opposing quarterbacks or something. I can't remember the exact stat now, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and then, of course, they let up one net passing yard this, this <laughs> last week. But yeah, yeah. It, that is interesting that, you know, the pass defense was susceptible, and that's interesting with the amount of players they've invested in the secondary and the draft and whatnot over the past couple of years. So, uh, that's yeah, that's something to definitely monitor, particularly if, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. One on the survival pick. Um, actually, before we do that, we've got a question from Andrew Briones. Uh, traded Swift and Hawkinson for Hill, Hurts, Pitts. Um, I'm streaming quarterbacks and haven't got much production and still feel like I got good running backs, 12 teams, thoughts. Um, Hurts had a rough one <laughs> last mm-hmm. week. Uh, but I, I don't know what you think about that trade there that Andrew, or that Andrew made. Yeah, I mean, Pitts worries me a little bit. He's had, out of the three weeks, he's had one good week, and I don't know whether that has to do with Matt Ryan, whether that has to do with the, the offense over there and what they're doing as far as scheme-wise, but I just I don't understand why – they pick a guy for a quarterback, knowing that you've got a quarterback in his, I mean, I was going to say in his back nine, but it's clear it almost like Big, Big Ben. It looks like he's pulling up to that 18th hole right now. <laughs> Actually, Ben looks like he's hanging out in the clubhouse. He's, he's, yeah, he's on the 19th hole having slugging yeah, Bloody Marys, it seems like at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just, I don't understand that whole, I mean, I know Pitts is a fantastic player as far as talent goes but I just I don't I worry about that a little bit but if that's Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill and Hurts alone I think would would have been a win as far as that trade goes so to get Pitts in there with that I just think is a it's a solid I, I'd say that's a win there in the in the uh, trade column okay the the other thing now let's let's transition to some survival pools unless you've got a couple other players you you want to mention this week as as guys you want to play that we should think about playing. Yeah, one one real quick guy I wanted to talk about was um, Hunter Renfro, and Derek Carr has absolutely I think he is first right now in passing yards, which is crazy. You know he's in the MVP conversation right now, which is. I mean, who would have guessed that coming into coming into the season that Derek would be playing this well right now? So Hunter Renfro, he's owned in thirty seven percent of all sleeper leagues right now. So you could look look for him as well. And then my my quarterback's uh start of the week in my show, if you wanted to go over there and check out, you can find find out my running backs and wide receivers and tight ends and all that stuff as well. But my quarterback start of the week was Derek Carr this week, so. Okay. Okay. And do you have any data on what your suggestions were last week and how those players did? I feel like there was – you had said Josh Allen was one of the guys that you had suggested. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I was going to say I'd rather not talk about it because I didn't do very well. But okay. I can't I can't give you guys advice and then not tell you when I did wrong or what I did wrong. So – Last week, my story of the week was Teddy Bridgewater, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, and Evan Ingram. All three, all four of those did not do very well. Mel- Melvin Gordon finished RB21, so I guess he was in that RB2 conversation. So you could say that I did all right there, but 
And then my sits of the week, Josh Allen, uh, Najee Harris. And then I did have Allen Robinson, Logan Thomas, and then the Pittsburgh defense as my sits of the week too. So those three, I did get, I did get those right. But as far as Najee Harris and Josh Allen, they put up a lot of points. Well, Harris, of course, um, was can you can you still hear me, Derek? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Harris, of course, was the um, a lot of that was with the the pass the pass receptions and whatnot. So uh, yeah, 19, uh, 19 targets or was it nineteen targets, seventeen receptions or something like that? I can't remember how many he had, but I, I was thinking strictly running the ball. Because our defense has not – I don't think they've allowed over 75 yards all three weeks. So, I just think that's crazy. But, but yeah, he did it all in the air. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of a lot of Ben Roethlisberger, Dink and Dunk stuff. Let's transition to survival pool. And really, for me, at least based on who I played, who I, who I picked – and who I haven't picked so far. Um, this week comes down to two glaringly obvious games. One is this week, uh, are the big one in Cincinnati. Bengals taking on the Jaguars. A lot of people picking the Bengals to win that one as a survival pick. But when you look around the Twitter, Twitter sphere and all kinds of stuff, Jason McIntyre, who is with uh, Fox Sports and other outlets, a guy who does a lot of sports betting things and, you know, guessing of games. He does a lot of guest spots on Colin Cowherd's show, says, don't overthink survival this week. Quote, I'll save the Bills for the Jacksonville game. Don't be that guy. Of course, the Bills play the Houston Texans. I don't know. So right now I have the Bengals picked because I don't know about other ones down the road in terms of, you know, picking the Bengals later. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've got to be honest with you, I've wavered a little bit to the Bills because I haven't picked the Bills yet either. Um, Bills seem to be, you know, just because of how people have picked them to be this year, they seem to be something, a team where you'd like to keep in your back pocket for survival picks. I don't know if you got thoughts on this, but those are the two I've kind of narrowed it down to, at least for my survival pool. Yeah, so... Look, I'm just looking down through here at the games and stuff. Um, a couple that I that I really like for this week would be Tampa Bay. I like them against New England. Really? Um, just because I – it's Tom Brady, man. I mean, he is – you know he is going to do everything he can to absolutely destroy Bill Belichick. So – and one of the podcasts I was listening to – um, made a really great point about this game. And they said, you know, Bill Belichick can talk to his defense and talk to him about the stuff that Tom Brady does really well. But that's just one side of the ball. Tom Brady can come in there and tell uh, Lovey, is it Lovey Smith, I think, is the defensive coordinator over there? Um, I can't remember who their, their DC is right now. But he can talk to the defense tell them everything Bill likes to do. You know, he can talk to the offense, tell them everything Bill likes to do. So I just, I don't see how Tom Brady comes out of there without a win. And then another one I like really well, and it's all depending on the, um, whether or not JJ Watt plays because Green Bay's offensive line worries me a little bit, but Green Bay against Pittsburgh, but I'm overlooking the obvious right now. I'm my survivor pick of the week is the Bengals because what better way to start your survivor, get it out of the way Thursday. I was going to pick last week. I was going to pick uh, the Panthers, but I just couldn't quite get on that on that wagon yet. So I ended up not going with them. And then if you wanted to live dangerously, one thing that I really one that I really like. Detroit against Chicago. If you wanted to live dangerously, you could go with Detroit to beat Chicago this week. Get Detroit out of the way there after, um, you know, that way you don't have to pick them later in the year. Again, it does seem like a decent pick based on 
Chicago not playing very well. Detroit almost getting that win. God, that would that have helped the Bengals if they pulled that pulled that oh, one yeah. that they had and, and you gotta you gotta say Dan Campbell, he seems like he's a really good coach. I mean, he's got those guys playing their hearts out for him. I mean, he has been in every single game. You know, they almost beat San Francisco week one. They almost came back to beat them. Green Bay, I think they were winning going into the half. So he's got to his guys playing their hearts out for him. So yeah, just just not a lot of talent there, unfortunately. For yeah. Him. Uh, let's get on out of here with some of the betting lines of the week and just see if anything pops out to you. It just kind of ties into the uh, conversation we're having with survival pools and all that kind of stuff. This is the lines.com. We're not uh, partners with them or anything like that. Just we like to use them because they show a bunch of different lines from different sources, whether it's DraftKings, Caesars, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet, all that kind of stuff. This line for the Bengals here has been fluctuating and is now at seven and a half, mm-hmm. uh, plus seven and a half for the Jags. I, I don't know if you got thoughts on that, but, uh, you know, again, that's an interesting line for me, especially with the injuries we're talking about with the Bengals. Um, Vegas thinks that the Bengals are going to win this one by more than one possession. Yeah, so I think the, the look-ahead line was six and a half. Yeah. And – that was I was all over that if I if I would have been able to bet that, but unfortunately when it when it became available for me to bet it, I was I was able to get it at seven and a half like it is now. I would honestly I would like that all the way up to about nine and a half. I don't think I would go ten because I I feel like there, there's potential there for them to beat Jacksonville by ten, but I don't know that they would be able be able to go past that just because of what I've seen from the first three weeks where it seems like they either get a really big score and then just kind of run the ball out or they, you know, they falter and then have to come back and, and play that route. So I just, I can see them, but winning by 10, but no more than that. So if you want to bet it, go ahead and get it now while it's still a seven and a half. Yeah, I, you know, I would like to see the Bengals, especially against what's perceived as a lesser opponent. I'd love to see them, if they do get a lead, kind of close the door on them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. week one, they had the door pretty much shut on Minnesota, let them back in the game. And obviously, we know yeah. that went overtime. Bengals did that there. And then, you know, they, they clawed their way back in week two, but it was too little too late after all the mistakes. And then this last week, yeah, they won by 14 points, but it's, you know, there was there were three possessions in the fourth quarter that were just maddening in terms of not netting a first down, not doing anything. And so, you know, if they get a lead on Jacksonville, it'd be nice to just kind of shut the door on them early and uh, be able to cruise control their way to a nice win. This one, I mean, uh, I, I don't I haven't seen a line like this in a while. 16 and a half for <laughs> for Houston. Um I, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, that is a big, big that's, point spread. That's a what what we like to call the the college line right there. I and uh, it's unfortunate too because normally when I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, but take Houston right now while it's that high. But I, this scares me. I mean. Buffalo really could beat them by 20-plus points, and I would not be surprised at all. I mean, last week when I was trying to hedge my bets a little bit because I bet um, I bet Philly to win outright against Houston or against Dallas, and immediately at the beginning of the game, I seen that that wasn't going to happen. So I went went ahead and looked at the, looked at the live betting, and they had um, – they had Philly at 19 and a half and I'm like, or Philly plus 19 and a half. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. Maybe I can win some of my money back. So I took that bet and I just, I was chasing, what, what do they call that? Chasing the, chasing the dog or, or how chasing your tail. So I ended up losing out a lot there, but that, that kind of spread that being that high against a team that seems like they can score almost on command, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, uh, maybe a good bet for a survival 
like we mentioned Buffalo, but mm-hmm. not so much. Uh, those those points, uh, you know, that's just a big spread. That's a that's an odd one. Giants and Saints, seven and a half there. I don't know. Is there anything else kind of jumping out at you here? Yeah, so a couple that I liked really well was, like I said, Tampa over New England. I think it was at minus six and a half. Um, I don't know if the, if the line is still there or not because I'm sure a lot of money has came in on uh, six and a half and seven, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can get them at six and a half, that's in a touchdown right now, I would take that all day because I, I just see Tampa winning by more than a touchdown. Hmm. And then the Lions are plus three right now. I think that they could potentially win. So, if you like to, if you think this game will stay close, I like that one right there. Okay. And I think that's about all. That's all. All the ones that I really like right now. You got me. You got me thinking about the Lions, my man. I don't know. I, you, you've, you've given me some food for thought here. Uh, real quick, Rendon Die. Uh, would you trade Tyler Boyd and Kittle for DJ Moore? Um, DJ Moore playing well, obviously for uh, for his team. I don't know. What do you think about that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now I have. Um, DJ Moore in my let's just look at their rest of the season rankings. Um, as far as and I don't know, like I said, it's this is PPR, but I just look at everything at PPR because I know that's what a lot of people like to use. But DJ Moore, I have currently ranked rest of the season as the wide receiver 11, and then Tyler Boyd is kind of. He's kind of in the, the 20s to 30s as far as fantasy first has them. Yeah, wide receiver 31. So I would I would run to the table and accept that as, as soon as – because I like DJ Moore. I've got him in, in a couple fantasy leagues. But on those, on those two for one, you think you're giving up – when you're giving up two pieces, you think that's a lot. But I actually like to do that because it opens up a roster spot. And I'm always going to say, go with the best player available. So, you know, whoever the best player is in that draft, that's that's who you want. Or not in that draft, but in the truth. All right. Well, we've gotten to a lot. We've had a a little bit of a longer show, but it's it's been pretty awesome and a good kickoff to a big weekend and a big Thursday night game in Cincinnati. You will be cruising around Cincinnati before the game, right? You'll be going downtown, going to tailgates. You were telling me about some stuff. Yep. So people, people want to hang out with you. I think you'll be hanging out with what uh, Bengals bomb squad, which is what captain and uh Uday baby and Uday baby, baby and all those guys. Yep. Yep. That's where we'll be hanging out. Come out there, hang out with us. I will be suited up. I won't, this is my casual attire for the day. So I will be fully suited up in the orange arrow armor. Um, come out, hang out with us. I think we're doing some things. We're doing some uh, bourbon tasting, stuff like that. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get the let's go. <laughs> you are, yeah, you're in your Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent uh, attire or whatever right now. <laughs> did, you, yeah. week one, did you wear the full attire in week one? No, no I couldn't. I have, I have what I call my summer suit. And yeah. that's basically just a, a cut, a sleeveless cut off with a hood on it. And I put that over top of, uh, or I put a jersey over top of that, a pair of shorts, and that's what I go with whenever it's hot like that. Cause yeah. I went actually, I went to the training camp, um, not the back to. Well, I went to the back together Saturday, and then they had a um, a thing where they let you go to the practice a week after. I think is what it was, and I wore the full suit to that training camp. And let me tell you, ninety I think it was ninety-five degrees out there, eighty percent humidity. I was fully suited up. Whenever I left there, I chugged two bottles of water and it I was just completely almost almost ready to have a heat stroke. So I, I learned my lesson real quick on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, you wear that thing out there. That's it's gonna be a warm one. Well, have fun tonight. Tell everyone what's up for me for sure uh, that you that you'll be hanging out with and uh, have fun. Like you said, it's going to be a very special night, and so I, I hope you have a great time celebrating 
the the Bengals and a hopeful hopefully a Bengals win. Go everybody subscribe to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Football Show on YouTube and you can find it on on podcast streamers as he mentioned. Go check that out. Get some valuable fantasy football information. You've got special guests and all kinds of stuff too, which is awesome. So go check that out. Subscribe to him. We'll keep bringing you some fantasy football knowledge along with opinions, analysis, news, all kinds of stuff on this podcast and on CincyJungle.com. You can get this podcast along with the other Cincy Jungle podcasts on your favorite audio streamer, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be. You can get Orange and Black Insider, Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim, who are out in Cincinnati as well. So go say hey to them. And Coach Matt Minnick, who does Coach Speak and, of course, Chalk Talk. So go subscribe, leave a review if you could. And in case you haven't, you just stumbled on this video, go click on the little icon in the lower lower left-hand there's a lower right hand. I don't know. It's down at the bottom there. Click the icon, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we go live, when new content's available, all that good stuff. Thanks, everybody. Have a great evening. Let's hope the Bengals pull out a win, as they should, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but a special night in Cincinnati. Let's all save her. Derek, thanks, bud. Have a good uh, have a good evening and good weekend. Absolutely. You too. Who day? More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.